mentioned earlier this week, I forgot to. Kimberly Guilfoyle left Fox all of a sudden last Friday. She's out. And, uh, oh, and, sure. I'd miss that somehow. Oh, you did? Well, then you're about huh. to be excited. Um, so, uh, I like being excited. She was married to Gavin Newsom back in the day. Then she moved to New York and became a Fox star on an unwatchable show in the afternoon called The Five. Yes. And she is... Uh, it's improved slightly. God, I find still find it unwatchable, but... It's not as bad as Outnumbered. <laughs> no, of course, that's, that's, that's some that, standard. That's the worst Fox show. It's not as bad as Rug Burns. <laughs> But so the story was she left all of a sudden. It was kind of kind of a weird way to leave on a, on a show that does pretty well, and she's one of the stars of it. Yeah, yeah. Talk was that because she dated Scaramucci, and then the and then Eric Trump Jr. That there's just it's Eric just, or Donald Jr. I don't know which one. Eric Trump, whichever one just sure? got divorced. Which Donald, one? whatever, okay. Jr. Whatever. There you go. Whichever one just left their wife. Uh, and is now dating Kimberly Guilfoyle. So anyway, the story was she left because that was just it was just too much for the show. Eric's dating Juan Williams. <laughs> That's a joke. That's not even a good one. <laughs> it had brought too much uh, in, in, in tabloidy style, just gossip stuff. And wow! And so thought, she left the show. I thought that kind of weird. We're, we're, this is out today. Sources tell. Now I'm reading from the Huff Post. But there are other outlets with the same story. I just the Huff Post has the best version of it. Yes, they yeah. hate they hate Fox and hate Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yes, uh, sources tell the Huff Post that Guilfoyle, who is dating Donald Trump Jr., I guess it says right here in front of me, uh, engaged in emotionally abusive behavior and showed colleagues personal photos of male genitalia. She has male genitalia. <laughs> oh my God! You're right. I did not see that coming. Uh, she a hermaphrodite? Is that the story? Or am I misunderstanding? I'm trying to. Well, so she had a a a, 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 a Rick pick collection and and showed it around. How dare you? Maybe that's payback for anybody who sends you send it to me. I'm showing it to everybody. How absolutely dare you? Trying to figure out what was going on because I just came across this. Uh, six sources say Guilfoyle's behavior included showing personal mm-hmm. photographs of male genitalia to colleagues. And identifying whose genitals they were. Joe boy. How absolutely dare you, sir? Regularly discussing sexual matters at work and engaging in emotionally abusive behavior toward hair and makeup artists and support staff. Of course, (sighs) none of this may have happened. But uh, Uh, she's a uh, she is gone all of a sudden from Fox. That's that's true. And it's kind of a little weird. Something happened to just disappear that quickly. Since she was a uh, kind of a big name there. It's funny to hear a woman called a pervert. So was she, so was she a player? So it would seem. Huh. She did go from Scaramucci to uh, Trump pretty quickly. Well, and listen, and both of them are you know it, it, it's, both of them just broke up with their wives. I mean, it's it's, it's an odd choice. Yeah, danger, danger. Yeah, Didn't you learn that. Um. Apparently, her emotional abuse of the makeup artists included screaming, put more on me, put more on me. She's big into the hair and makeup. We don't, she doesn't look like a human. No, she does not. What she actually looks like when she rolls out of the bed in the morning, you'd have to ask Scaramucci, because nobody else, and I certainly don't. It's hard to imagine. She has so much makeup and everything going on. You know, listen. Which is, and, you get and, to do that. Whatever That's your look is, your look is, and, sure. and I'm no one to judge. I happen to really enjoy the... A uh, very little makeup girl next door. Hey, if I can, look, if but I, uh, whatever your look, if, as you look in the mirror and words pop to mind to describe yourself, if human isn't one of those <laughs> words, reassess your look. Hey, if it was okay to doll myself up to the point that I look five times better than I do in real life, I'd probably do it. Why wouldn't I? 
take too long. <laughs> but it's not a, it's not a thing for men. So. Right. For some reason. I wonder if that'll change over time. Why do women get to completely transform their face into where you look completely different, like you wouldn't be recognized by a lot of people you work with? But a dude dyes his hair, and he's an object of derision. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or my calf implants. Do you want my uh, pickup line during happy hour kind of response to that sort of thing? Yes, please. Because women fall in love, or no, men fall in love with their eyes. Women fall in love with their ears. Okay. Mm. Huh? Mm. Uh, we're mm. we're tricked by visuals. Mm. They're not. There's there's, there's some there, there's some truth to that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's all percentages. I mean, there's plenty of eloquent, charming, not good looking guys out there saying uh, not quite. True, positive, Sean. But it's all percentage. Yes. But if I was a man, as a man, if I could... If s- you were a man, go on, Jack. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about what it, what it would be like if you were a man. Would that it were. <laughs> if as a man, I could slather on thick brown makeup over my whole head to give me that creamy, smooth tan look all oh, the time. Yeah. And everybody... And it was I'd perfectly sure rather acceptable. look at that every day. <laughs> Maybe a full head of hair. Oh, yeah. And then all kinds of stuff around my eyes to make them look all magical. (laughs) Instead of beady and evil. Right. Right. Yeah. But people would mock me if I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Endlessly. Whereas on the other side, some of the most attractive women at work do exactly what I just described. Sure. And everybody's cool with it. It's just, you know, it's just interesting culturally. It, It absolutely is. Yeah, and and the whole you know, virtually every man has most of him covered at work. You know, certainly in your upper echelons, you, you, from your your wrists to your ankles to your neck to your you know Adam's apple. Whereas the women are substantially uncovered. It's just interesting. It's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> you know, Michael, you, you're familiar with the term at will employment, right? <laughs> Well, we're going to learn more about employment coming up in just a couple of minutes with Jim Roop. This Starbucks story is pretty damned interesting. Yeah, yeah. And this could, yeah. Uh, if, if this if this catches on, it could definitely affect, well, every workplace in America, I would imagine. Certainly any hourly workplace in America. Absolutely. It will have enormous effects. And, you know, here's a tease. I'm going to give away my own punchline. Maybe you got to get out of the car and get to work or something. But Maybe you got to slather on your makeup. It's got a, It's going to make one group of people... Very, very wealthy. Let's see if you can figure out what people will be wealthy. I hope it's me. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> That's right. It's radio producer, Sean. Do they milk <laughs> the, the cow? Away? Yes, they milk the cow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. Should we just take a break and have plenty of yeah, time? Why for don't we, cause, yeah, because uh, we got a ton of stuff to get to, but none of it's short enough to not make Jim Roop really late. So, so Kimberly Guilfoyle either was or was not showing pictures of men's junk. Where did she get the pictures? Her phone. You think she was taking pictures of dudes? Like, I think if you're an attractive woman on the TV with a social media accounts, you probably don't have too much of a shortage of those. Oh, you think? No, but she was identifying who they were. Oh. Nah. Um, Yeah. That can't be. She takes souvenir snapshots. And then then goes around bragging about it? Apparently. Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? (laughs) Can you see my privates? Can you, can you? Yeah. I don't yeah. believe that Who's that was outraged going on. now? Stay tuned. If you're a Starbucks employee, you may have some money coming. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Assuming the likelihood of this uh, actually happening is low, but we'll take this story seriously. You think it's going to? It's happened. It's happened. The supreme. Well, we'll have Jim Roop okay. report the story. Let's not put the cart ahead of the horse or something or other. Jim Roop, Westwood One News correspondent, joins us on the big Starbucks lawsuit recently uh, ruled upon in the Supreme Court of California. Jim, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you very much. This is interesting because there was, in 1946, there was a, a, a Supreme Court ruling on a federal standard um, that it actually became a law in 1961. It's called the de minimis doctrine. And it states that employers don't have to pay employees for uh, minimal or trivial tasks. De minimis means uh, trivial or minimal, meaning you know, that's something that takes under 10 minutes to do on either side of your shift. Well, uh, a Starbucks employer employee sued Starbucks, saying, you know, after I clocked out, I had to lock the door and set the alarm and sometimes walk employees to their cars. I should be paid for that. And even though a lower court upheld the de minimis doctrine, saying, no, the employer doesn't have to pay you for that, the state Supreme Court said, yes, they do. Because for an hourly employee, it's for a regular person, one of the justices wrote that de minimis is not minimal at all because that hundred bucks that that guy sued for uh, could make a utility payment a car payment whatever could buy groceries so they point ruled, of order your honor that hundred dollars over what time period yeah how many minutes was he claiming he was working extra every day it, this was uh about eight hours worth of work or 13 hours worth of work over a 17 month period so he he made eight dollars an hour a couple of minutes on either side of his shift a year the, and a half year and a half of yeah. a couple a minute here two minutes there yeah. you know listen I, I tell you what as a guy who's a real believer in uh, add up that that five dollars you pay to go out to lunch every day add that up and think about how much you're spending i i, I have some sympathy with the the thought that this stuff does add up on the other hand this is going to be this is a sea change in labor law but, oh, it's going to be huge in the state of California because now what's going to happen is this opens the door for scores of lawsuits to be filed for employees who are in a similar situation. The de minimis doctrine holds basically for anything that, ha- that you do that takes less than 10 minutes, you don't need to be paid for on either side of your shift. Well, that's going to change because although these employees are going to have to prove that they worked those minutes or seconds even, uh, and, and that's even what the, the state Supreme Court was asking about, seconds. How long does it take minutes and seconds to do this or that? And this guy was able to prove that he worked some 13 hours over 17 months for which he wasn't paid. Boy, so, the idea that you punch out, then it takes you 21 seconds to throw the deadbolt in the door, and then you walk to your car, that you need to be paid for those 21 seconds is, uh, I'm, I'm not sure that's very real-worldy. Well, that's exactly what this doctrine says. It's hard to track things like that. You can't keep payroll records for such brief periods. But the state of California is going to make it, uh, uh, you know, a mandatory thing, it seems, for 
the uh, for employers in this state anyway to do that. So they, any any chance companies come back with the okay? Well, we're we've got cameras around here. We're going to start adding up the minute you spent talking to your friends about a non work related thing and uh, the the text you sent to your boyfriend. Yeah, I'll see you at eight. That was two seconds. So I'm going to add all those up. Oh. I mean, if we're going to start nitpicking to this level, oh. why wouldn't you? Well, your your you know, smoke break that you take every day that I've never said anything about, that's three minutes a day, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, smokers do take, uh, according to statistics anyway, more breaks than those than non-smokers do. So, yeah, you could you could do all of that, water cooler chatter, sure. lunchroom chatter. You know, you get a half hour for lunch, although you spent you know, 35 minutes on lunch because it took you five minutes to wash your dishes when you were finished, then we're going to deduct that also. It could become one of those tug-of-war type situations. I don't think so because that is really hard to do, and I don't necessarily believe it's going to open up a lot of lawsuits uh, because people haven't really kept track, and you can't prove that. Mm, uh, I disagree. I think there will be rampant lawsuits. Um, All I have to say is, look, every day I have to throw the deadbolt. Watch me. Time me. That's how many times it took. Here's the days I worked. There are records. Uh, Jim Roop of Westwood One uh, reporting on this story. Hey, Jim, I'm afraid we're pressed for time, but thanks a million. My pleasure. Thank you. Good to talk to you. So listen, yeah, not only are there going to be a zillion lawsuits in California over this, but it'll be nationwide because this is all driven by attorneys, attorneys wanting to make money and figuring out a way to do it. And so they'll see the ruling in the California Supreme Court and they will, you know, get class action suits together and try it in every state in the union. Uh, my message would be to uh, workers, this is certainly what I would teach my kids, is I don't know a single successful person that would have worry about that sort of thing. Not one. Not one. Everybody I know who's ever been successful doesn't really get hung up on the, uh, you know, making sure they take their uh, their spirit day or whatever you have at work. Takes every single sick day, whether they're sick or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once about and, a minute after work. Right. I mean, even if you want to make the argument that you're owed that, I just I don't know anybody who gets anywhere in the world that does worry about that. But I don't understand how it wouldn't go back the other direction. Then okay, okay if you're gonna nickel and dime me for that minute, I gotta I gotta point out that every day I come in here and I see you talking to her about uh, what you did over the weekend. Yeah, that's a minute. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna add those up. Right, that is 100% legitimate under this ruling. I don't. I can't. Think of a single counter argument to it now, but if, we let it slide under the whole idea of this is just the way people live. Let's just right. live in the real world. Of course, you're going to text your friends now, and then you're going to talk to your friends as long as it's not too much. I'm fine. Right. On the other side, and I can ask you, hey, <laughs> can you take this box off uh, out to the dumpster on your way to your car? Right, and you say, yeah, no problem. A um, hundred bucks over a year and a half. What a great example of the unicornian, utopian, non-real world view of the California Supreme Court and, I can and so many of the institutions in the Golden State. And uh, trust me, uh, long periods of my life where an extra hundred bucks would have been a really big deal. Yes, sure. that would have been the difference of making the car payment or replacing that flat tire or whatever. I get that, but you know, adding up a minute here and a minute there over a year and a half, oh my God. There are examples of wage theft of exploitation of workers that absolutely ought to be dealt with. I'm not unsympathetic to, you know, unfair labor labor practices, but if you want to get this nitpicky about the workplace, number one, as Jack said, that's a toxic attitude to have. Um, they had me work an extra twenty seconds after my shift. I mean, for, you're doomed in terms of succeeding in life. You are doomed if you take on that attitude. It also necessarily introduces the other side of it, as Jack was saying. Boy, that's craziness. 
and listen, maybe you think the 10 minute thing is, is too much. All right, you punched out. I need you to mop the floor and do it effing fast. It's got to happen in nine minutes or less. I mean, that's obviously uncool and, and probably illegal. So let's make it five minutes. But the idea that the 20 seconds to throw the deadbolt is, uh, you know, you're being cheated. I swear to God, people have no idea how the real world works and how it has to work and how wonderfully it works when you let it. Was this driven by an employee at Starbucks? Just a coincidence that it's a Starbucks? Hard to say. Starbucks is really on a roll with their virtue signaling the last uh, couple of months with the bathroom thing and then their announcement that they're going to do away with straws by 2020. And there's another one like a week ago along those lines. And I thought, man, that guy... Uh, CEO of Starbucks is really virtue signaling. He's running for something. Or yeah, oh this, yeah. This one may just be a coincidence that it's a Starbucks. Yeah, this. Uh, you know, it could be a particularly bitchy employee who started it. I think it's. Uh, well, it could be, and that came to the attention of the lawyers who now see a giant, giant money spigot. And don't forget, the trial attorneys own a substantial chunk of the. Uh, California legislature, so it's un- unlikely that anything will be done legislatively about this. Boy, this is just amazing. It is so ivory towery. Um, it's wow, wow. The here's you know for you young kids listening. First of all, what the hell are you doing listening to us for? Uh, secondly, um, the the person who says, "Yeah, no problem, boss." And takes the box out and throws the deadbolt and does a little extra and comes a little early. You end up managing the place. You end up owning a handful of, of whatever. You end up successful. Jeez. It's called paying your dues. Where does that turn into exploitation, Joe? You'll know it when you see it. And when you see it, get a better job. Here's a good one. How many $5 coffees did that guy drink over a year and a half and not pay for? <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> My wife was a barista. She talks about the drinking the coffee here and there. Maybe yeah, stealing but. from the company. <laughs> Wait, I think you're allowed a certain amount. You're allowed as much as you need to drink coffee as you'd need to drink. Yeah, I mean, how wait many a coffees do you need to drink? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I talked to a lady working at a donut shop the other day. I said, uh, "You eat a lot of donuts here." said, eh, I go through phases. I go through a phase where mm. I'll eat a donut like every day, and then I go through a phase where I don't even want to look at them. Yeah. I could see that. God, if I worked at a donut shop pretty soon, I'd be back there in a little uh, little machine of some sort where I'd have to drive myself around and hand you the donuts over the counter. Mm. <laughs> Customer shows up right when it's open. Sorry, we're all out. I ate them all. God, we got a donut shop. Our favorite donut shop is always out of donuts. Every time we go, they've got a sign in the door. It says closed out of donuts. <laughs> what kind of donut shop are you? You're not a donut shop. No. You're just a shop. Yeah. <laughs> Make more donuts. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump's taking a victory lap around the latest report on the economy. Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Michael Avenatti, more women waiting to go after Trump. And we've got a new company offering you a way to have an out-of-this-world wedding. Stories coming up minutes from now. Anybody had a comment on how that's going to affect your job? 415-295-KFTC on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Opinions on the text line about the Starbucks lawsuit. 
in charging your employee for a 20-second job you do after your shift every single day. Maybe we'll get to those at some point. But we've got some big news with Marsha Phillips. All right, first off, President Trump cheering the new economic numbers. The nation's gross domestic product, or GDP, grew an estimated 4.1% during the second quarter, and that's the best number since 2014. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I grew about 4% over the last quarter also. That's a coincidence. (laughs) In his statement on the South Lawn of the White House this morning, Trump called it an amazing rate, says he's thrilled, and... These numbers are very, very sustainable. This isn't a one-time shot. I happen to think we're going to do extraordinarily well in our next report next quarter. I think it's going to be outstanding. I won't go too strong because then if it's not quite as good, you'll... Not let me forget it. But I think the numbers are going to be outstanding. Boy, that's a direct response to what he saw on cable news this morning. Well, yeah. That's interesting. It's worth responding to because uh, most of the media is going out of their way to poke holes in uh, in the good news. Right. we we got to play that segment Fox News did on the nail manufacturer and what tariffs have done to them. Because that's, man, that's the sleeping issue of the election right. to me. Is it just... Uh, reaching a tidal wave of employees or or businesses out there that say, "Look, you've absolutely ruined our lives." Yeah. Well, in, in answer, some of these states that right. Trump won huge. In answer to the inevitable wolf blitzer, good thing or bad thing, the answer is yes and yes. It's all a little more complicated than the mainstream media would have you believe. There are winners and there are losers. There's the short term. There's the long term. Is Trump a genius or a devil? It's not as simple as that. Michael Avenatti, the attorney for the... The promoter for the professional fornicator known as Stormy Daniels. Well, that's another way to put it. Anyway, An experimenter in the limits of human elasticity. <laughs> Ew. Known as Stormy Daniels. Ew. Avenatti says he now represents three additional women who had relationships with President Trump and were also paid hush money before the 2016 presidential and now want election. more money or what? He represents them in what sense? Represents them doing what? <laughs> Why is his name continuing to assault my ears? Uh, Avenatti would not elaborate on the women's claims and would not say why they came forward now. He said Trump's attorneys should release the information to the American people yes. and do it now. Yeah, that's the only weird thing to me is why, if there are three women out there that are willing to go public, why it would be now as opposed to two years of the campaign and two years of the presidency in which this story has been floating around a right. lot. Unless they're going to do a tour of strip clubs, like Stormy. I mean, what's in it for you them? You think they're all strippers? He, he must have. He must have promised them some sort of profit. So, or they despise Trump and think this will bring him down. I don't think it will. We we're discussing with Sean during the commercial break. The thing that could really get Trump in trouble, or it would make a bigger dust up, is if any of these women, and so far that hasn't been a case, if any of these women either claim that he abused them somehow, you know, in the hashtag Me Too era. Um, forced himself on him or something, or somebody got pregnant. Yeah, that that could be a deal if, if they, you know, the whole, I got an abortion because he wanted me to. Bang. Yeah, I would point out that some allegations of abuse and or something close to rape came out during the campaign. Now, re-coming out, re-coming out might be or a bigger a deal now. Um, yeah, it might. It might, although, you know, this is the wildest sort of speculation. 
Twitter plunging in early trading today, topping off a terrible week for social media. The shares slid 14% after Twitter reported weak growth from new users. Twitter. I also had wheat growth last quarter. I really am tracking with the economy. <laughs> wow. Twitter, like other social media companies, says it's prioritizing its platform over user growth, getting rid of abusive accounts. That's left investors seemingly unable to value what the biggest companies in the sector, which rely on their potential user reach, are worth, as they are eliminating a number of accounts because they, they could don't be, exist. Be, yes, because <laughs> the people they, connected to them aren't people. Yes, because they could be fraudulent. I'm but, thinking that on a different topic, but I'm thinking yeah. Facebook and Twitter. I think we need to go back to the Wild West. I think that's the only way to solve this, is the just people get to post anything, and as a society we have to work out what we believe, what we don't believe, staying away from the stuff that's evil. Block people you don't want to hear. Block people you don't want to hear from, that sort of thing. Because any of these attempts to uh, get so-called fake news or, or, or evil political opinions off are not working. <laughs> so far, it is not working at all. Also, Positive Sean showed his liberal bias yesterday, fundamentally misstating the shadow banning story on Twitter. Although you are absolutely correct that, yes, it would not autofill a congressman's name, for instance, if you got three right. quarters of the way through typing it. If you typed the whole damn thing, it wouldn't show any results. They didn't exist. And we think that was on purpose? Yes. Oh, clearly. that uh, It was only four congressmen, the Congress people that happened to, all four Republicans, all four staunch conservatives, all four pro-Trump. Mm. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Actually, Sean was right. He just, there's a tiny little pity. <laughs> Nonetheless, he should be castigated. Final note, there's a Japanese company that are taking wedding vows to the next level. The startup company Warp Space is allowing newlyweds to launch wedding plaques into space. The company's going to print titanium plaques with the newlyweds' names on them. These plaques... Followed by the phrase, I'm stupid and waste money. These Does plaques, it come with a helmet to protect your soft, soft head? If you do this, these, do you get to name a star after someone in the same <laughs> transaction? <laughs> these plaques are then loaded onto small cubes that hold a few hundred of the plaques each, and then the crew of the International Space Station releases the cubes into space. Sure they do. <laughs> they release them into a storage bin three yeah. blocks away. I don't bury these in my backyard at all. And, and couples are then presented with photos of the operation from the astronauts. They sure. fake the moon landing. You don't think they can, oh, they can fake that up? <laughs> oh, boy. The service is going to start at $270. It'll officially oh, begin on July the 29th. Oh, my God. If you can get somebody to pay that, get, it to, get them to pay it. Right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. You know... I, I don't know if it was my parents or genetics, or but somebody is to blame for the fact that I can't get over the, the moral repugnance to defrauding people. I see a scam like that, and I think, that's brilliant. You give me a couple hours, a few glasses of wine, I'll come up with something that good, and I'll screw people out of their money. But I just can't. No. I mean, other than this show, which is, you know. Well, if you get a star <laughs> named after sort of you, fraud. <laughs> if you name a star after someone, they register it with the International Galactic something or other. Oh, yes. and it's recorded in book form in the U.S. <laughs> Copyright Office. In other words, they type it out and, and, and quote-unquote publish it. Please. <laughs>
<laughs> so the tariff thing long term might work out and it might be great. And tr- there might be statues built to Trump uh, uh, over this long term. But short term, it's really screwing some people. Yeah, there's pain. Uh, more on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. See the Demi Lovato nine one one call has come out, and so all the uh, news channels are playing it. I I do not get the whole. Let's listen to the worst moment of a person's life. Yeah, I take no glee in that. Some... I just I do not get the fascination with nine one one calls. I think it is a sick, sick tendency. Yeah, uh, I, I, the, I'd agree. These have always been available. You realize. If you're older, you might remember that they didn't used to play the 911 call from when anybody died or nearly died. That would be sick and intrusive and has no news value. Right. Yeah. Wow, listen, they sound fearful that somebody they care about is uh, perhaps on death's door. Wow, that's fun. That's interesting. We got this text. Blah, blah, blah. Tariff's bad. Blah. You hate Trump. We get it. I don't know if this person's just trolling us. or They must be. Or are a moron. (laughs) I mean, just like, literally, the medical definition, an idiot. Unable to cleanse themselves after pooing. I'm talking, you know, just, yeah, okay. Not functional. (laughs) But, um, so the tariff thing, I understand it in in principle and all that. But hearing the actual specifics really, uh, really drove it home to me yesterday in this Fox story they did about a particular company. How about we take a listen to this? Oh, turn on, computer. There we go. The silence of this nail assembly line represents 140 lost jobs. Tariffs increased the cost of steel by 25%, forcing the company to raise prices. Bad. I mean, we're in crisis mode within two weeks. 50% of the orders that we had on the books were gone. And it keeps getting worse. And it keeps getting worse. Mexican-owned Mid-Continent is America's largest nail manufacturer and says they will close completely without a tariff waiver, leaving 500 out of a job in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. As we walked around the factory floor, Philip Bennett's toolbox grabbed our attention. This is his fiance. She works here, too. This is his daughter. She has a congenital heart defect. Now the man who voted for President Trump is looking to a Democratic senator to save his family's livelihood and his daughter's insurance. I want to save this company. Claire McCaskill spoke at a Senate committee hearing last month about the company and is in a tight race for a third term from a state President Trump won by 18 points. Claire came here and is actually fighting for us. I haven't seen the other guy do anything. The other guy is 2018 Senate candidate, Republican Attorney General. We need Josh badly. And President Trump endorsee Josh Hawley. I think they make a strong case for an exclusion. But at the end of the day, we have got to get better deals across the board. This aluminum is coming out at 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It might as well be liquid gold for these workers. 300 people hired since the tariffs came in and helped bring this plant back that's been closed for more than two years. President Trump gave us a chance to fight on a level playing field with these tariffs. We've taken advantage of that. We're thankful to the administration for it happening. We caught up with the Cummins family of workers at Magnitude 7 Metals, three of the more than 300 workers hired. All three of you supported President Trump? 
Oh, yes, sir. He, he kept his word. He's kept his word on everything he said, as far as I'm concerned. And they will listen to the president when it comes to supporting Josh Hawley. In New Madrid, Missouri, Leland Vittert, Fox News. So that says, that's, boy, you talk about winners and losers. Good thing or bad thing? That the, the nail people. And that's the number one manufacturer of nails for the whole country? Yep. So does anybody start making those nails if they uh, close up, or do we have a nail shortage? We've got to buy them from fern lands, I guess. But that aside, in two weeks, half their orders have been canceled? I mean, that that's you didn't see that coming. You're working, everything's cruising along, you expect this year to be a lot like last year, everything's fine, all of a sudden, nope, I don't have a job anymore. Right, because of government action. So here's the deal. Yeah, because of government action, and they're saying, hey, you got to think big picture. And this is partly a response to a moronic friend on the, uh, the, uh, the text line. I 100% get the Trump strategy, and I think it may work. I don't know. It's already worked uh, to some extent with Europe, and we'll see. China's going to be a tough nut to crack. But we're using a bad... Let's go with fortune cookie. Yeah, hard fortune cookie to pry open. But, but that's not a thing. I mean, they're they're very easy to pry open. I feel Nuts, like on the other hand, the, are... Uh, I feel like we're losing the thread of the story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're using what is a bad, antiquated trade practice against people who do that to us in order to get everybody to quit. It's not a bad idea. In the case it's of- a good idea that may or may not work, and we may or may not be doing it the right way. Boy, in, 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 case, of, about in case of some of these countries, particularly China, they know that it's really difficult politically to pull this off. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, they're smart fortune and, cookies. And they uh, they started messing with the tariffs. On It's amazing the amount of work that they put in, into this. Um, and checking, okay, what states did Trump do well in? Who, who is going to put the most political pressure on him to cave on this whole sort of thing? Right. They really did their homework. Oh, on yeah. Harley-Davidson, bourbon, and soybeans. Those were not chosen accidentally. Right. With China knowing the political difficulty of, of kind of the tariff trade stuff, I'm really interested to see what happens when their next election cycle comes around and they actually have to answer for their decision. <laughs> Hilarious. So, uh, listen, that's a big factor, obviously, which we've discussed and a good point. Um You know, and I'm going to put aside my free market guy because I think he needs to uh, step to the back of the room for a moment. Um, I wish there had been more time and care taken to the anticipation of who this because this ought to be a temporary period of I'm going to do this. So, yeah, I'm going to do Yo, you do that. I'm going to do that during the finger in the chest period of the trade negotiations, which is right now. I wish there had been more forethought for. All right. Who is this going to hurt in America who doesn't deserve it? These 300 folks who support their families making nails in Missouri. I mean, we knew the soybean people, you know, probably we had we could have anticipated that they'd hit us there. And I just wish we'd been ready to go with, Okay, no, no, no. Don't fire anybody in the nail plant because we're all in this together. And at the end of the rainbow, we're going to have much freer, better trade. And all Americans are going to benefit. Now, that sounds a little socialist. Yeah, I know. I really sound like a socialist when I say this. But if, if the if the plan is. Long term, it's good for the whole country. How do you not make the argument that you that you prop up the people that are that are taking the pain so that we can all benefit in the end? Well, here's here's the reason it's not socialisty because socialism is a system. Snowflakes over here. (laughs) Oh boy, Uh, it's a system. Well, here's here's why this isn't socialism. People are being laid low specifically by 
big government action. And so the government of the people arguably has a responsibility to make them whole or help them get through this dark period caused by us. Now, I know some of you hate Trump and you're like, he's not my president. But anyway, for the sake of the argument, um, they, they have been damaged by our decision. We the people. And so we the people can help them out as opposed to socialism, which takes people's money by force and gives it to people just because they're breathing. But if that nail plant lost half their orders in two weeks, they could be out of business Oh yeah, before this next election comes. They could be out of the business by the end of the day today. Yeah. Literally. That's Depending something. what their cash flow situation is. And I'm guessing it's not super duper, but I don't know. I mean, so you can you can be, you know, if you're not in one of those industries, it's very easy to think big picture and how in the end this will be good for everybody. But if right. I if, if in the radio industry, half of our advertising had gone away in the last two weeks and it's going to be another half by next week, I'd be thinking this is this is not good. Right. I right. can't do this. Well, and, and the quick, easy answer would be, well, wait a second. That aluminum plant was benefiting from the tariffs. So just take some of their money. And, except the problem is that that's the whole point of this. The aluminum business, the steel business, had been suffering because of unfair trade practices by other countries in the wake of the post-WW2 era in which we were trying to prop up emerging economies and war-ravaged economies, et cetera, et cetera but we need to move beyond that, blah, blah, blah. Tom Arnold has weighed in on a Trump scandal. We'll get to that at some point. So Finally, the voice of reason, Tom Arnold. <laughs> uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and the Getty Show.